Hello and welcome to Pop Salsa, a geek-centric podcast where we sift through the recent happenings in movies and in TV. I am your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy, Ernesto. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. Today on the show, we have a new director for the Superman film, which is awesome, and a old director ruling himself out. Mm. And to to finish off... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and to, fin- to, to finish off, we are going to be discussing Shazam, Fury of the Gods. But first, let's get into it, shall we? Yep. So when James Gunn was announced uh, to be hel- taking the helm of the DC moving forward, there was speculation about what mo- what what are like the, the slate going to look like and stuff like that. Then when they finally released it, they were mm-hmm. going to start off with... Superman. Yeah. As which, they should. As as they should, yes, as they should. Which which brought obviously excitement but also heart heartbreak because mm. obviously like we have a massive boner for Henry Cavill <laughs> and it was it was decided that he will no longer participate. Yeah. Each time I see Superman news, I'm like, oh like I'm excited, right? It's the new phase of the DCU and it seems like it's way way more structured than the DCEU, but you know, Henry Cavill. I know that's what I'm saying. And like the thing was that most of the the Zack Snyder verse characters or actors are coming back, right? Mm-hmm. We know for sure Gal Gadot's going going to continue as Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, Jason Momoa is open, or well, like the offer is open for him to stay on as um, Aquaman. I'm not entirely sure where Ezra Miller lands. I guess I'm guessing that depends on how well flash is doing is gonna do mm-hmm. yeah uh the same thing with zachary levi as shazam but the mm-hmm. one that really just flat out got the axe was the gorgeous the manly the luscious henry cowell <laughs> yes yes oh my gosh um yes yes you're yes. right sorry i'm like gushing a bit but yeah <laughs> yeah so when uh it was announced that james gunn was going to write the new superman script it named Superman Legacy. He wanted a younger, you know, more of a early phase uh, Superman. Mm. So that was that obviously ruled out um Henry Cavill, but now we have a director for the film. And <laughs> the best headline I've seen was Vulture, right? He said, yeah. Um yeah. vulture.com I think it was. Uh James Gunn hires James Gunn to direct. <laughs> 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 or James Gunn hires himself to d- direct <laughs> Superman Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's freaking. <laughs> when I saw, it, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> yeah, it was uh, hilarious. But honestly, it was kind of like foretold, right? Written on the wall already. Like, how can you have be in charge of uh, restructuring a a massive franchise like is DC and not having at least direct one or two films? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, how are you feeling about James Gunn? I'm. I'm little, I'm on the fence a bit. I know it's weird coming in if it's James Gunn, but James Gunn's films have almost always been ensemble casts. Yeah. And this is going to be, for the most part, just Superman. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how he takes this kind of from one genre, I suppose, with the multiple characters and just having one. Yeah, I guess you do uh, bring up a good point where, like, where he's had the most success, and I'm talking about, like, fan appreciation box office and all that stuff has been in the ensemble 
uh, movies with like, mm. obviously Guardians of the Galaxy and um, uh, the Suicide Squad. But now yeah. having him direct a, I guess a solo lead, as you call it like that, with yeah. it's with Superman. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting because like I'm sure like oh, there's this one he made where it's like it was completely fucked up, where it was <laughs> it, it was a right burn, um, right 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 burn. No, no, that Evil was um, JJ. Oh, was, that, was oh, that was JJ. JJ. Oh, okay, never yeah. mind. <laughs> no, he did this one. It was like the something protocol where it was basically like a bunch of people working in an office, and if they weren't productive enough, their brains would explode. Oh my gosh! Are, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. I would have. The one thing that that um, captured my fascination was back in the, I guess. Pre-Zack Snyder-verse, before mm-hmm. it turned into the, the Zack Snyder-verse we all know and love, there was rumors of George Miller directing Man of Steel 2. Mm, right, right. Which would have been in fucking sane. Yeah, that would... I don't know why I just picture Mad Max and Superman. Like, I don't... <laughs> That's a like, perfect combination, man. <laughs> well, I, I, right. I picture Superman with, like, with the mohawk. What was it, the mohawk? No, the mullet. Yeah, the mullet. The mullet and a leather jacket, you know, and stuff like that. That's what I picture. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you have like this insane person with George Miller just getting handed presumably two hundred fifty million dollars to make a Superman film. Right. You know, shit's gonna shit's gonna get get crazy. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but as as of always, ever since James Gunn has. Um, took over it, it does feel like the the new dcu or yeah dcu has feels a little more structured they they feel like they have actually a game plan going it's not like in the 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 before times where it kind of just like <laughs> what's happening now whatever let's let's move on you know yeah like who's showing up now like oh yeah. gosh he's showing. yeah yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah and um so yeah i'm, I'm excited for for James Gunn to direct Superman 2025 coming. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that we are just about to hit the 10 year anniversary of Man of Steel. Are we? Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm thinking that maybe we should watch it again. Just give it oh. like a, another. Another pass. Yeah, another <laughs> pass. I still, I still really like that film. I know there's obviously death and destruction and, you know, towns yep. getting essentially nuked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I still I still really thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll appreciate it more now that I'm a little older. Maybe mm. we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. The other rumor that has that was being thrown about um, earlier this year was Affleck. Ben Affleck was probably in talks or maybe interested in directing a Batman: Brave and the Bold, mm-hmm. but he officially has ruled himself out completely. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, basically saying it's not, you know, it's not, um, I guess because Justice League was such a bad experience for mm-hmm. him, he mm-hmm. doesn't really want to get into that type of environment anymore. And I understand, like, it's not, especially for Affleck, you know, he's an, he's an actor who has been raked abo- uh, across the coals multiple times in his career. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you had, obviously, the the more uh, the pertains to what we talk about is Daredevil. Back in <laughs> the mid aughts, mm-hmm. and then 
I, I still think he did a, a pretty great job as Batman in Batman versus Superman, but that movie overall just did not perform the way they wanted to. Yeah. So, and considering how uh, the DC, at least the before times, <laughs> how the before yeah. times was really, it felt like everyone was panicking and it was just a fever dream. And I could just imagine a character of his caliber, a character of his caliber, a uh, director creative of Ben Affleck's caliber having to, you know, adjust to that quick paced, neck breaking, you know, kind of deadlines here, deadlines there alone. Let's change this right before we shoot. Wouldn't really sit well with him. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I feel like that's something that um, everybody at one at a certain point has to adjust because like Ben Affleck won an Oscar for Best Director for mm-hmm. 2012 Argo, yeah, and I think he was even nominated for The Town, 2010 mm. or 11, something like that, mm-hmm. maybe nine. So those are uh, films that he I think he wrote. I know for sure he wrote Argo, and I also think he wrote uh, The Town. So there is like a level of hey, this is mine in a sense of like it being indie-ish, you know, mm, it doesn't really have yeah. to answer to a lot of people and that type of things. But now where you have, you get thrown into the, like this machine and we've seen this with countless of directors in the past where they get success doing their own projects and then when they get handed the reins of an even bigger project, they tend to not be able to cope. Yeah, yeah. Even with, you know, people like wonder patty jenkins come to mind right not just patty jenkins but uh chloe Zhao also comes to mind with eternals right mm-hmm. you have someone who's traditionally an indie kind of director and then you give them like a uh, 250 million dollars <laughs> to you know <laughs> direct something and then you have patty jenkins whose first wonder woman was very su- successful and then you give her a little bit more leeway a little bit more probably twice the budget and you, you know you don't know what to do with that you don't know what to prioritize with that and coming from ben affleck who's kind of an art not even kind of he's an art tour like you mm-hmm. brought up he wants a little bit more creative control to be able to make it feel unique but like you said the machine that is superhero films dc and marvel that doesn't really give a lot of room to maneuver yeah that's the unfortunate situation because like Given Marvel the success that they've had in these last almost twenty years or so, decade, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, you would you would expect that they would give their their directors some sort of f- creative freedom in the final product, but they have mm-hmm. a, a an overall script that they want each movie to follow. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you look at over in DC where maybe they do high they do hire like more of those artsy directors and i'm talking about like um todd phillips and uh the fuck who's it the, um zach snyder or no not zach snyder he oh, did the batman <laughs> fucking what's his name oh the, the batman. batman oh yeah 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 but yeah him yeah but they're like yeah. very like artsy in their way and they they kind of do their own type of thing and especially for like the joker it, it was mm. they caught, they spent what like fifty million dollars on that film and they, they, it was essentially a, an art film. Yeah, it, it played <laughs> in art like in those arts art house style theaters. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> it had those scenes that felt art house. You know, let's look at this cup of coffee. It wasn't in the film, but you know, example. Yeah. Let's look at this cup of coffee for five minutes as we ponder the machinations of humanity, or exactly. something, you know, or something <laughs> like that. And and uh, it's it's unfortunate because when it comes to like the Batman and Joker, uh, you don't need this huge, humongous budget. 
you know but when it comes to like superman or wonder woman it kind of needs that but i i hope that james gunn especially we're talking about james gunn directing he uh he just makes it a little bit smaller budgety you know you don't have to have these grandiose battles just to have grandiose battles yeah that's that's entirely true especially now that um everything is super cgi heavy Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I'm trying to see real quick what is Wonder Woman's budget uh, grossed and you know, 412 million estimated production budget of 120 to 150 million dollars I know that to the, the, the person listening is sounds like an astronomical amount of money but mm-hmm. in reality for, for a, a superhero film that's really basically like pennies yeah yeah because a lot of that is VFX and stuff like that, and maybe reshoots. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of saddened, saddened that <laughs> Ben Affleck doesn't want to direct any, any of the DC of the DCU uh, movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like in the same time, it's like, hey man, he's he, like I said before, he's been raked completely over the coals by some of his movie choices and character choices and stuff like that. And, and at this point, I feel like Ben Affleck just wants to live in peace yeah and so, you, ne- you never know right down mm-hmm. the line maybe the james gunn verse uh will be what way more structured way more opportunities to take risks and maybe when we see that down the line in the next couple of years he will kind of turn but i don't feel like if because it feels like he's burned it, it reminds me of oscar isaac when it comes to apocalypse where oh he kind of he didn't want to do yeah, Ivan Ooze, <laughs> exactly. And he didn't want to do Moon Knight because he thought it was going to be like that. And then when he did Moon Knight, it was completely not that. So maybe down yeah. the line for Affleck? Yeah, without a doubt, down the line, there's... I mean, I'm sure if one day he decides, hey, I'm interested in this particular project, mm-hmm. the door's always going to be open for him. But yeah. at, at this time, I mean, you also have to think about like the personal stuff that's happening in his life, you know... Recently mm-hmm. went through a divorce, recently got over alcoholism, or I guess not get over, but like recovering alcoholism yeah, again, and all that crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I definitely. mean, it, it would have been awesome just because uh, Ben Affleck has been proven himself to be a really good, high caliber director. Mm-hmm. And to have something like that just lends more legitimacy to the superhero franchises overall. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my, my headcanon... Well, I would love to see him as Aziel. Aziel? Azrael? Right? Azrael. Yeah. I would yeah. love to see him Azrael because he just has that, exudes that energy, right? He, I would yeah. love to see him as that character. Or not even, you know, just a cameo here and there. Like pay him 500000 or something. Yeah. <laughs> just to show up. <laughs> just give him the bat suit. Yeah, just give him, right? Because, like, if anything in Batman versus Superman, that factory scene was freaking awesome and yes. just to see him again in that capacity would be freaking awesome like not even like a scene where we're jumping through multiverses and we see him again you know stuff like that mm-hmm. because he like everyone i want to say they grew up with comic books and to see yeah. you, you playing as a character that you've read as a kid would be pretty awesome but you do have that like you said raking up the coals and a-holes and you know all that drama and yeah stuff. well i have heard in in various interviews not exactly from um ben affleck's mouth but like people who are very close to him they say that the only reason he took over or he took the daredevil role is because frank miller wrote daredevil mm-hmm. and frank miller also wrote the dark knight 
returns. Oh, see, bro. it's it's a lot of these actors they go into hollywood right they want to be they want but they want to be this kind of you know uh, character they want to express themselves creatively but there's always a beginning to that you know and i like to think that some of the majority of the actors that i like looked at a comic book you know read captain marvel or something like that um shazam captain marvel that you know captain marvel the real captain marvel the real captain marvel yeah exactly and said you know rock of eternity and all that stuff and they wanted to act and i like to think that Mm -hmm. with some of the actors that i like like henry cavill definitely maybe some point ben affleck yeah well definitely like nerd culture i mean it's, it's been around since What's the, the like the first comic came out in the twenties or something? Like yeah, twenties. Like, yeah. Like, well, comic book superhero list because I'm sure there was comic like funny pages and stuff like that in in newspapers mm-hmm. in print throughout like time and millennia. But what we recognize today as like a, a superhero, like the first one came out in the late twenties, early thirties, possibly. So it's been around mm-hmm. for close to a hundred years now. Oh, and it's yeah. it's hard to imagine that not seeping into other forms of pop of pop culture and entertainment. Like the yeah. reason the reason why Elvis Presley wore a cape was because he was a huge fan of Shazam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that was his favorite comic, I believe. Yeah, that was yeah. his favorite character. So, like to to say that there are um, uh, professionals in in the industry today working that don't have a connection to a superhero one way or the other i think that's going to be far and few in between yeah 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 so yeah so if anything who do you think would be a a perfect fit to direct the batman brave and the bold batman brave and the bold uh that's a good i I don't know on the top of my head to be honest with you because it seems like a batman changes with each director like each director has what they see as Batman, and if you pick any really like Taika Waititi, it's gonna be relevant. I feel like it would be him, to be honest, because the the context matters relatively dark, and he's my go-to. You know, make it funny, kind of, but there's dark overtones. Yeah, kind of kidding. So maybe yeah. him. Yeah, he'd definitely be an interesting, um, like uh, a point of view to bring to Batman. Mm-hmm. I just like you think uh, you said Taika Waititi. I I immediately thought Imaginary Hitler. <laughs> so I was thinking, or, wait, would he yeah. do Batmite? No, well, I was just <laughs> man. How about this? Freaking, uh, what is it? Not what's Talia Al Ghul? Raz Al Ghul's dad be the funny grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's trying to he's trying to get his daughter to the business, and you know, and he's trying to no his grandson. You know, yeah. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Do you, so, okay, so they're doing Brave and the Bold, right, with Damien. Are they right. going to redo Talia and Razo? Yeah, you have to. You like, it has, he, he was trained by them. Yeah. And then he was like, hey, you have a kid, by the way. But he already had, <laughs> he had a whole, not really, relatively, most of his childhood at the time was being trained was by like, the League of Us Shadows. He was like League seven or eight, right, when, when he was introduced. Yeah, I, I think so. I'm, I'm maybe a little older than that, maybe ten, maybe yeah. something like that. Like you know, mm-hmm. he's a rebellious teenager, almost there. But yeah, he, they have to, you know. Like, yeah. hey, by the way, you have a kid. What? <laughs> you know. It's so- Does this also imply that they would have to bring in Nightwing? Yeah, yeah. You're the pieces. Are all there. <laughs> they, they have to bring in Nightwing, right? They have to bring in Nightwing. Uh, Jason Todd, maybe like the, the Bat Family. Yeah, because you, unfortunately, everyone, not Tim Drake, because that's the one they kind of ignore. 
<laughs> Tim Drake, yeah. 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 Hmm. He's doing his own thing as Red Robin. Yeah. Got fucking tortured and possibly molested by the Joker, but let's not talk about him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Is that not Jason Todd? No, Jason oh. Todd was killed. Right, and Joker. he came back. He came back as the Red right. Hood. But remember right. in uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker? Oh, no, I haven't I haven't watched the animated. You haven't Sorry. watched that one? Oh, no, dude, I haven't. You, you want to talk about dark? I oh, mean, God. possibly molested by the Joker? Yeah, that yeah. that's qualifies as dark. <laughs> it was horrific. Yeah, so I would love to see a comedy. Because Brave and the Bold... Uh, I don't remember much about the comic or at least anything that it's based off, but if it's, it's it sounds ridiculous, kind of, you know, a, a lighthearted, dark comedy. Yeah, I remember because there was the Batman Brave and the Bold TV show, the, the right, that's what show. I remember. Yeah, and, and that, was, that was that was it was it had the the the, um, the seriousness, but it also embraced the campiness of the character. Right, right, exactly. So I'm hoping that they do kind of have a a mix of both just because like brave and the bold when when you see some of those episodes it's like damn this is heartbreakingly like funny and poetic and like all this crazy stuff that they're doing mm-hmm. so to be able to tr- uh, translate that into the film they have to find the the right person to do so so let me ask you this um, yeah so us and the majority, you know, everyone who's picked up a comic who's read Batman know that Batman isn't relatively dark and brooding all the time, right? There are moments where of levity, where he shows genuine human emotion. Yeah. But I feel like the broader audience see Batman as the Dark Knight, you know, dark, brooding, always emo, always emotional, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So how do you think a, not campy as an Adam Westian campiness, but, you know, kind of like you said, a combination of both in brave of the bold do you think that would jive well with audiences who know who only know batman as you know darkness justice you know right they don't see him as the kind of long happy not go no you know not happy happy but those moments of levity like they don't see those moments they only see you know darkness how do you how do you think that would go well with those broad audiences because we know it right yeah See, that's the thing where like I feel like the the main reason why people see Batman as this brooding dark figure that doesn't do anything aside from like bitch and shit mm-hmm. is <laughs> because of his portrayal in first the Nolan verse and then as um, Batfleck. Right. You know, like the, they, they embrace the dark part of the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. those films. And so a lot of people, like you said, don't pick up the comic book here and there nowadays to be able to actually read in or read some of the history about um what batman's like the multi multiple years and generations of different iterations of batman mm-hmm. so i i don't know if it, it will tr- like translate well or people it would be received well by the people just because like they don't know that like the the big thing that that i'm thinking about right now is um when the trailer for batman versus superman came out and it showed uh Batman in the Batwing strafing and just blowing the shit out of those people on the truck. (laughs) And we're like, hey, Batman doesn't kill or Batman doesn't use guns. But like Mm -hmm. Batman started off using guns. Like look at the first, the earlier, the the early uh, uh, versions of that, uh, not the version, the early issues of the comic and he had a gun. Right. 
you know so like it's it it's obviously now it's not all that well embraced but back then it was so they're they're different versions of the batman that people are closed off to just because they don't bother to pick up a book mm-hmm. or there's different iterations of batman because yeah. I, I do feel in around the 40s perhaps maybe the 50s yeah batman did use a gun mm-hmm. and but now it feels like it's changed a character like batman has changed in with the audience i want to say and he doesn't use a gun or he's dark and brooding and stuff like that so i hope i do see where you're coming from that it's changed and hopefully the audiences change with it because there are moments where batman cries you know spoilers for the flashpoint comic book but you know the flash comes back and thomas the the father of, of batman gives him a letter and it's basically you know gushing about how much he loves him how much he cares about him and batman can't help but cry and it can't help but swell in emotions. And you don't really see that with Batman. You know, the tactician, the most perfect human on the planet. You don't really see that. And uh, But it's a it's a very sweet moment. And I hope that they do have those moments with Brave and the Bold. Not just him crying, but, you know, him. He has a son. Like he has he had family members and orphans and stuff like that that he considered his, his, his children as well. But this is, like, blood. Son, son right so it's yeah um, hopefully the hopefully it jives well and hopefully it like you like with the gun changing a uh, batman and him not using guns because you know hopefully it changed that oh batman can have emotions and can yeah. have you know be happy because there is a bruce wayne aspect that he puts on yeah I'm, I'm thinking of that uh that episode of justice league unlimited when mm-hmm. they fight the the royal ace gang or the some, the royal gang what the fuck's it called mm-hmm. is that the one with the kid yeah with the kid with ace right. that she has a right. tumor and she's dying and the tumor's ca- causing her to use her her powers or unwillingly use her powers and that type of shit and mm-hmm. there's like no cure so batman just sits with her as she dies yeah she com- he comforts her yeah Comfort. instead of like yeah instead like, of arresting her being the shit out of her or you know beating like the crap out of her i don't care if you have a tumor you yeah. know like yeah exactly exactly and i'm hoping that it'll it'll, it'll translate well yeah not not beating up you know a tumor patient but you know the, the <laughs> compassion that the dark knight is capable of because if you remember from the beginning he, he was he was this child right and it's something that he doesn't want to put anyone through what he did and there had there's a certain kind of compassion when it comes to that to be the yeah. object of you know vigilanteism the dark knight to be able to save people yeah speaking of saving people <laughs> shazam, shazam. of the gods yes uh, was released on thursday night i saw it yesterday when did you see it ernie i, I saw it yesterday as well yeah you've only seen yeah. it one time yeah, I only saw that one time. I, I was swamped with work, so I couldn't go to the, the Thursday. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so overall, what'd you think? Um, A step down. A step down, really? <laughs> a step down, and it, it's it's a pretty harsh step down because the first one was seven to me, right? If you want to yeah. generalize the rating, seven. This is like a six. And what, what, what was the one thing that was like, or the overall thing that made you feel like hmm, this wasn't uh, as good as the first one it, it felt like a mess it felt like a jumbled mess it's because you you at the beginning it starts strong right you have billy batson it's spoilers by the way this is going to be a spoiler review in case yeah. we didn't say it but spoiler spoiler spoilers hold five seconds 
Okay, so yeah, you start off with Billy Batson, basically him being crushed by the by the being a leader, right? You know, trying yeah. to keep his family together because he has a reaffirmed feeling of family, but he's barely in it. He's he's he always goes to Freddie, and I find Freddie way more interesting than what Billy's going to because we don't see his struggle really. We see him like when he's Shazam, right, and he wants to keep them together and stuff like that. And then you go to go to Billy, or go, you go to Fred, who's getting bullied, you know, and stuff like that. And you know, he's trying to find a life outside of the family. And I feel like that would be Billy more than Freddie. It, mm. And then you have other storylines going around, and they don't really touch on anything really. And then and then you have the daughters of Atlas, and they have this certain. They kind of they they're supposed to mirror the Shazam family to some extent, right? Like yeah. Billy is supposed to be the the I forget her name, but. Uh, the main actress. I mean, the older sister. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I should be flogged for forgetting that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mirren's character, and but you don't really see that till till towards the end, where they start arguing as you know their sisters and they stuff start like that. Yeah, and it's and it's hard to latch on to any of the characters because they don't stay on any really of the characters other than Freddy. Because in the first film. I'm sorry. I'm like I'm like just ranting at this point. Okay, I'm almost done. But the first film, I always thought Freddy was a better Billy Batson, uh, the the actor than Billy Batson was. Really? Yeah, because he feels like that. Because the emotion what when he becomes Shazam, that that reminds me of Freddy. You know, he's like, oh my gosh, I have superpowers. This is so freaking cool and stuff like that. And then you have Billy, uh, Billy Batson's character, and he's kind of brooding and emotional. Right? It doesn't really match him becoming Shazam and here it they kind of fix it a little bit more but you don't really see him outside of Shazam really like at the beginning he becomes Shazam and he stays in that until he becomes a kid again to show his mom like I'm I'm Billy again yeah there's definitely like more uh, being focused on Shazam in in this character Shazam as in Zachary Levi not yeah. Billy Batson yeah uh but I, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. I thought it was funny. I thought the, the action sequences were pretty cool. The story oh, yeah. was pretty con- con- concise. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there were some like the running jokes because they, they did try to make it a little funny. Like, oh, what's my name? I, I come on, you didn't have to do it every fucking fifteen <laughs> minutes. What's my name? Uh, what's the other one with uh, Ca- the Captain Every Every Power? Captain Every Power, Captain Every Power Junior, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I agree with you. It's the fight scenes are fantastic. A lot of mm-hmm. the big, uh, sweeping shots, like I, I are great. But I also feel that that's that's ticket of entry when it comes to superhero films. Like they have yeah. to be fun. They have to be long. Like they have to be cool. Right, you can't just go to a super film and like, oh, this everything sucked. Right, there, there is an aspect of it is it is awesome, uh, but it it reminds me of like a roller coaster, and <laughs> you know it's it's fun, and then you and it's, that's really it. And there's nothing you don't look for characterization on a on a roller coaster, and that's what it reminded me of of, of this film. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're. I, so like I, I, I went in <laughs> surprise no, no, it's I, I went in not really expecting like a whole lot which is mm-hmm. my base for any DC film right um, 
So I, I just went in and it's like, all right, this is going to be Shazam. The first one, it wasn't all that great, 100%, you know, but it was funny. I, ju- I thoroughly enjoyed it. There are mm-hmm. some scenes that here and there, but that's that's common for every film, not just mm-hmm. superhero, not just DC, not just Marvel. It's yeah. common for every film. And so I went in completely blank, just wanting to enjoy the film. And I, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, like I said, funny. It, I didn't seem like it was over two hours. It was I felt like it was pretty quick for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 feels like it was pretty quick for me too. And I, when I went into it, I was basing it off of the first film, right? Yeah. I like you said, I enjoyed it thoroughly. There were some hiccups, but for the most part, it did do Billy Batson's story, uh, relatively well. Like the shot where he jumps off the the oh, building yes. and becomes Shazam, that's, like that. That's but an awesome shot. It's an awesome shot. But in this film, there's there's not really those shots anymore. No. <laughs> like, there's not I, like I, those. I, yeah, yeah, I felt like the that scene right before he goes off to the final battle when he um, shazams himself into Billy Batson to show his mom. Yeah. yeah, that would have been a perfect scene to do another one, right? He runs off the the parking structure, shazam, boom, he's off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, you do get those scenes here. Right? There's a lot of cinematic scenes, yeah, uh, cinematic and just epic scenes, but. I, they they f- they just feel cool whether or not they have impression on the main st- like you said when he jumps off the building to show his mom and becomes Shazam there's already narrative weight to that you know and stuff like that and it could even be symbolic you know that he's he's depressed at this point where instead of just jumping off a building he flies you know there's there's a lot of weight to that but in this film it it, it doesn't feel it feels like there's a lot of stories in play but none of them really get fleshed out enough for me to care enough about him other than freddy because freddy is you know he wants to be by himself he wants to have a you know relationships outside the family he fails he gets captured his he he works with the wizard which feels like billy should be working with the wizard more than (laughs) than freddy should be working with yeah because i feel like their characters are basically they should be the same character you know yeah i mean definitely the 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 following uh What's his name? The brother? Oh, Freddy. Freddy, yeah, Freddy. Yeah. Following Freddy's uh, character arc in this film does, you know, make up for, like you said, he. it felt like he should, was the one more deserving to be Shazam. Yeah. You know, give him his, his moment of spotlight. But I feel like if anybody should have been helping guide uh, Billy Batson, it would have been Freddy just because he's the nerd. He's the one who's done all the research. He's He knows everything there is to know about being being a superhero right just like like they yeah. were in, in the first film when he was walking him through testing out their powers and all that stuff yeah and we don't see that anymore we don't right? it, it seems like he's he's graduated i guess and then he, and then because every nerd thing comes out especially when he's in the prison with the 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 wizard he's yeah. like yeah you know we can do a smoke bomb like all that stuff he gushes out about he's just throwing it on the wall and it's like this is pretty cute you know <laughs> like freddie <laughs> looking for using all his pop culture knowledge to try to get out and I, I i would love to see that again but billy we don't even see billy batson outside of shazam anymore really like no. we, we don't see we don't see because he's he's obviously the main character in this ensemble and he's obviously the one who's being crushed by responsibility but he goes fairly well <laughs> he's doing fairly good he they find you know the daughters of alice's realm they get the staff and they do all these things and it's it's contrary to what we saw in the first five minutes of the film he because i would have preferred it if he see in the first film i didn't 
really like the Shazam family being introduced that early. Yeah, me either. Because because it feels like it's it's gonna go down if you introduce the Shazam family, right? It's something like, oh, this is we need backup, right? Everyone's busy. Superman's AFK. You know, Wonder Woman's doing her own thing. Batman, we don't know which Batman it is. Right? He's we don't know. And then she's like, the Shazam family is that contingency. So I would have preferred it to be more focused with Billy being crushed with not only the responsibility of being a brother and keeping it from his family, but also the responsibility of being Shazam, you know, protecting a city by himself. I would have preferred that over, you know, here's everyone's Shazam. And it does not really. And it's unfortunate that when we saw the trailers, we always thought, how is it? How are they going to double it? How are they going to make the stakes worth it? Mm-hmm. And they, other than taking their way their powers, I, I like it doesn't really feel like there's much really stakey stuff going on either. No, I mean definitely there is. Like you said, they introducing the Shazam family in the end of the first one did kind of feel like they blew their load a little early. Yeah, and in this one, I feel like them being essentially f- six Shazams out there. Yeah, it kind of negates the the Shazam, right? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it it yeah yeah it does because it's like you have this whole you basically have six Supermans, you know? <laughs> yeah, six Supermans who all have uh, every abbreviation of Shazam, the powers, you know, the knowledge of uh, the abbreviation, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, the strength of Hercules, you know, the the wisdom of wisdom Solomon, Solomon, all that stuff. Yeah. All of them have that. Like that's powers very pr- yeah, yeah powers of what five gods within one times six or something like that mm-hmm. or, or six right six Shazam is a six letter word <laughs> and then two, right two, three I'm counting yeah four five that's a one two three four five <laughs> math sonata strong suit five yeah yeah there's six six Shazams yeah six Shazams uh, and they all have powers of five gods and it's yeah, it becomes difficult to justify those stakes. Again, I, I feel like, like you said, uh, that's not the point. It feels like it's just there to have fun. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, like, I didn't really went into the focused on all of the, the negativity around, the, like, the film because mm. it's kind of hard not to, you know, yeah. not to, like, <laughs> even at least see a, a headline. And everybody was like shitting on it already from the start. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what. But I came out and I was like, I don't understand the hate. Like, yeah, it's not the greatest film in the world, but like, point to me to a film that is. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you'll find flaws in it and stuff like that. But I was just like, it's, I'm thoroughly entertained. There really isn't um, anything that they did that elevated above the first one. I agree with you there. But I don't mm-hmm. think they did anything to, to negate from the first one. I feel like it was just stayed the same. Yeah. No, no, yeah, not at all. I, I fortunately I had didn't read any headlines. Like I wanted to avoid them too because they do have a certain one side or the other side. Right. Mm-hmm. When when the film comes off, there's really early buzz and early buzz obviously loves it because they get to see the movie early, you know, and they get to gush about it and it, that's fun. But when reviews come out, they're almost always negative, especially when it comes to superhero films. I try to Especially when it comes to DC superhero films. Right, DC superhero <laughs> films, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I try to not do that bias with you know dc also coming in and comparing it to the first film at least right mm-hmm. i try to focus on the first film and what it did with that better that's what makes the second one woman kind of a step down as well because you're basing it on the first film 
and then seeing this film and it's like oh my gosh like where did it go where it went high wire at some point yeah, and that's totally. what i did with fury of the gods and i want to say fury of the gods feels like it's it's not on the level of it but it feels like a nine was it nine eight nineteen eighty four wonder mm-hmm. woman nineteen eighty four Oh, that but, goofy, that bad, y- damn. <laughs> yeah, not 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 that level of badness, but like there's scenes where, uh, and I don't know if this is nitpick at some point, but where they show the tree, right, and it, yeah. it the roots going. And that scene is for five minutes, dude. Yeah, like the I I I could like I get it. I I get that the, the tree is destroying everyone. Let's go. Let's get to business, right? Let's mm. let's stop the bad guy. Um, unicorn horses, and like that that would be perfect time to introduce the Shazam family. Right, you, Billy, you're not alone, right? And that's the kind of thing right? where you have the Shazam family to back you up, but they they focus kind of on the relatively goofy, like the the storyline that we didn't know was going to be part of the main story with the the, the kid drawing unicorns yeah. against Genghis Khan, right? We didn't know that that was going to be a huge part in the story. Where at the end they're riling up all, and that's a it's a horrific scene. Everyone's getting killed and massacred. <laughs> yeah that that scene actually kind of excited me in in a little bit just because i was thinking god of war kratos yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's i was like oh my gosh it's a chimera and then like that chick got speared i was like oh my god (laughs) like like, did we we go into god of war like did you got shazam you got god of war in my shazam (laughs) and it's it's cool at the time but to me it's like oh come on like you don't have to like what is this movie for it's goofy for kids then you have these adult themes and then you have these really adult themes where people are getting like crushed and shot and massacred and stuff like that and it's it's like come on it's to me when i came out of it i had my i had fun right that's the majority of the superhero films i I will have fun but i'm also a stickler when it comes to like space uh, pacing and structure Mm-hmm. and like the pacing felt fine like you said it went fast and as it should but when it comes to structure and like the focus especially coming from the first film it feels like they had too much of budget and they didn't know what to do with it and a lot of the shot the budget <laughs> yeah a lot of the money went into these like let's see the dragon from three different angles like right let's see yeah. let's this effect in five different minutes in five minutes in different shots and it feels like they put that money as the second wonder woman did Let's see Wonder Woman run down and f- catch a missile from a, you know, a Pakistani family that happens to be there, right? Or, you know, a Middle Eastern family that happens to be yeah. there. And it's like, what do you, that doesn't do anything for the scene. And you look at Shazam 1, where he jumps off a building and then becomes Shazam. That's one of the best scenes. <laughs> and it's like, there's reason for it. There's a reason for that scene in the narrative. Right? It's cool and it has weight. Yeah. Here, it just looks cool. Uh, weight wise <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's definitely like you said maybe they they kind of um maybe they weren't expecting it to have like that much of a the confidence just because like right if you, if you get money point. the more money you have it usually translate to the more confidence are are in that's given to you not necessarily mm-hmm. to make the final decisions but they give you like that the extra confidence for you to play around with the, you know an extra two hundred million dollars. Right, um, right. There was a the, a lot of the things that I did enjoy is that they explored more of the lore. Yes. Of, of Shazam. Yes. 
which was <laughs> that, awesome. I that's love what that. I want. <laughs> I love that there there was uh the one of the, the one of the brothers was mapping the whole yeah, like their the room? Uh, yeah, the their doors? hangout room and stuff like that. Yeah, and then yeah. the 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 other brothers like here, and he opens a secret hallway. And Shazam's like, no way, that lets up. It's like, no way, that that opens. Yeah, it's like Steve. Like, oh, like wait, his name is just like that. Those moments. He looks like are a Steve. Freaking, yeah, he looks like a Steve. Right. Those <laughs> moments are freaking awesome because you learn more about the Rock of Eternity. Mm-hmm. Like, who? What is the Rock? And then I liked the the wizard the lore behind the wizard you know him kind of i've been working for millennia like i hate you and i hate all he's really grouchy because he's been you know staying at the rock of eternity and like who wouldn't be grouchy and then like those at the end of the film (laughs) he's a pimp after like a couple of days (laughs) it's 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 like the they they took a bunch of jigsaw pieces right and Mm. not a lot of the pieces are even from the same puzzle but for some reason they made it into a puzzle and it's it's funky it's kind of mismatching but it's you know you had fun with it yeah and that's that's the baseline on the majority of of these superhero films that if you had fun right on don't let anyone else tell you otherwise yeah and a lot of credit goes to zachary levi because he is you really got into it yeah he is <laughs> he's perfect at shazam you know first when yeah. they were announced like is zachary levi yeah he's got the nerd cred but how is he like? He's not really superhero material, but then he he kind of transformed himself into being Shazam, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. It's uh, it's something that he really wanted to do, and it's something that he it pays off. I mean, the yeah. majority of the cast, uh, Zach, feel like they have a little bit more stakes in it. Like the scene yeah. where, uh, again, this is spoilers. <laughs> I keep forgetting this is spoiler, but when. Uh, Billy we said Batson it once. Court. We don't have to. We said it once at the beginning. <laughs> I have to keep saying it. Come on. If they're, they're gotcha. at this point after the first spoilers, then that's on them. <laughs> gotcha. That's fair. that's fair. But when Billy dies, <laughs> oh like, my god! Yeah, Freddie like weeping over him. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm am I tearing up? And <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, this is actually pretty freaking sad, and yeah. it, it surprised me because it's it's the characters are are pretty good when they're when they're given the spotlight like even just freddy crying being this jokey kind of guy and like him breaking down like you dick you're not supposed to die (laughs) yeah you yeah he's like i was like oh no freddy don't don't do it you're gonna make me cry dude which also makes can we uh, talk about that that final battle scene oh my that was spectacular i love that the the use of the the dome and him just launching lightning and making it look like a thunderstorm in there yeah that was awesome Pretty good ideas. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that scene. That was a really cool scene. Yeah, and he also it also shows like the evolution a little bit of his character because like once they they find out what Shazam stands for and where that actually came from, then mm-hmm. he starts thinking, wait, am I as smart as you know? The do I really have the wisdom of Solomon? I know I have this the 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 the, uh, the strength of Hercules and all and so forth, but like, am I really could be really this intelligent? And at mm-hmm. the end battle, it shows that he can. Yeah. Yeah, when he's given the confidence, like even yeah. the wizard tells him that he, yeah, he cares so much for his family. That's the wisdom yeah. right? that he doesn't want it. He doesn't want them to get hurt, and that's the same that he because sh- he was the champion before. Yeah, right, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, he, he was because yeah, he yeah he got all the power. Yeah, so he was so he he compared it to his family when he was back then. So like I I feel like that was a really poignant scene, uh, to me. Yeah, he said it yeah. basically like it took him an eternity to find a worthy, uh, mm-hmm. a, a worthy person to to be able to give the powers to and Shazam and 
Billy gave it to his family without even hesitating. Like, yeah, basically saying that anybody could be worthy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you and then and then that's that's when the movie moves forward. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, that's when there's actually progression in Billy's character. You know yeah. what I mean? It, I, it's not. Uh, I, I I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, it was exciting, exciting popcorn flick. Yeah, uh, I, I I do wanted more though personally. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be that sense of that that sensation at the end of especially a a superhero film, where mm. it doesn't really hit the marks you want and stuff like that. But like you said, it's a popcorn film, and yeah, that's basically you know what the superhero film should be you know every once in a while you get something like the joker or the batman which kind of you know it's superhero in name only and it does mm-hmm. it, it it highlights all the human characteristics to 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 an extent where you're like holy shit i did not think about seeing it like this but yeah when it comes to like shazam dude i fucking love that they turned the the <laughs> the shazam uh temple basically into a hang spot like yeah a kickback they have <laughs> yeah, a couch a, a popcorn machine a tv, a TV. And stuff like that <laughs> yeah, yeah which, which also made me think like did they steal all this stuff like, yeah that's what <laughs> i was like <laughs> they have the money <laughs> yeah like there's a generator there's that that requires gas like uh, it's a cool it's a cool shot but yeah. I, I couldn't help but think like these are all kids <laughs> like these yeah. are, <laughs> I like like the the running theme where it's like where everything that was getting fucked up was Billy's fault. At the, at yeah. the end, they were like, when um, fuck, what was it? Uh, no shit, I, f- I forgot what was the scene, but they were like Billy, Billy, <laughs> basically. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh oh, and obviously like the biggest the biggest fucking cameo, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh yeah. She By the way, yeah. Wonder Woman shows up, and then I I almost screamed again, uh, because of the freaking the 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 <laughs> like it was super loud in the theaters, like out of nowhere. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, yeah. You're the I was excited. Like first we see Wonder Woman in a dream sequence that uh Bill uh I guess Billy is having. And yeah. they're having it's it's Shazam and Wonder Woman. They're dating. We we know that everybody has a thing for Wonder Woman just because like that her beauty uh, promotes that in people. Yeah, but and, Billy yeah, and her strength and stuff. Yeah, like that, yeah. But Billy is the is the only one who was like childish enough to actually act on it. Yeah, <laughs> like we've <laughs> seen the him confidence. In, yeah, exactly. And in. In countless iterations where they're fighting and stuff like that, but Shazam's flexing, trying to show off to Wonder Woman to impress Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love the scene where, uh, yeah, Wonder Woman shows up and then like Billy's like gushing, right? And then yeah. like the parents was like, "What's with our kids and older women?" And it's like because uh, yeah, Freddie's character follows up. I forget her name, Calliope or Anna, uh, she's, or something like that. Or, yeah. yeah, or she's another goddess, but she's like nine thousand years old or something yeah. like that. And, it, and it's like, and then when they kiss, like like suddenly it's wildly inappropriate. <laughs> like one of the one of the, the parents. You know what? What have been a dope. So the the Athena, mm-hmm. no, that's that's the cast. So the, uh, the Artemis, character. no, it's not Artemis. Artemis? Oh, you don't want Artemis? Fine. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> because I'm the the what the fuck was her name? The uh, the character's name, the god who falls in love with um with Freddie. Oh yeah, I forgot her. her I, I don't remember something her name. Anna, right? 
uh, Aniope? <laughs> no, it says here Athena. Huh, Athena? I guess. Or, yeah. or, I don't know. I don't think it was Athena. I would have. I don't. Yeah, that yeah. One, that doesn't sound right. But anyway, it says here yeah. on on IMDb that's Athena. Oh, um, hmm. Either way, when when she loses her powers, I was expecting half expecting her to like instantly become old. Mm, oh, <laughs> like nah. Yeah, no, they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> they want to show uh, uh, an upshot of the dragon and not spend that money on the on yes. aging <laughs> the, the actress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's focus on making jigsaw buildings, and then like <laughs> yeah. a, a lightning bolt, and then like hold three minutes with her like slow mo flying back, like it's just <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, like now that you put it like that, there are those scenes that do kind of drag a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I I have this head now when it comes to the Shazam thing, and I feel like. They, I love the family dynamic, and I feel like they should focus more on that if there's going to be Shazam 3 or something. <laughs> well, that's the big speculation, right? Is now yeah. that uh, James Gunn has come in and completely revamped the DCU, where does Shazam fit? At, excuse me. Yeah. And um, both the director and Sagar Levi have been saying that, hey, it, I mean, the door hasn't been officially closed on us. But if you guys, so if you guys do want to see uh, Shazam in in future projects, it all depends on how well this film makes, and it all depends how many people see it. So, yeah, go out, yeah, go out and see it because I would love yeah. to see continue seeing uh, Zachary Levi as Shazam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, back to the Wonder Woman cameo. Yeah, uh, I liked it. I loved it. I, it was I, awesome. I thought it was hilarious though, just how random it was. To be yeah. honest, <laughs> it was just like it reminded me of the Superman cameo on the first one. Mm-hmm. But like they upped the ante, where it's where they it's actually just, brought in the yeah yeah they actually brought her in and like they actually have her dialogue and then she walks out you know it's like all right my job's done here like where were you in the entire battle like, people, <laughs> where were like where were you protecting the staff I would have loved to see her protecting the staff against them or something oh like yeah that. or her and like she becomes stone it? yeah or she becomes stone as well along with the other people like and then it gives and then when she dies then the spell's broken. And mm-hmm. then they, she comes back and saves them or something like that. That would have been kind of better than this kind of cameo. Where it's like, <laughs> how did you get here? Like, how did you, is, the like fl- is the invisible jet somewhere here? Like, <laughs> I like that they, they like reference the um, the end credit scene of the first one where Superman shows up. And it was like, it was kind of just like from here down where we saw him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's, it's so meta. It's so yeah. meta at times. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that there's more Shazam. Um, I love Zachary Levi Shazam. Everybody, man, I love the. Even though there's some some things that um that do lag, like you said, the dragon, like yeah, we don't really need all those you know different slow mo and fucking different angles and all that shit with the dragon. But yeah, like I when they were showing the all the monsters appear and all that stuff, I was like. Oh, this is cool! Just because I had a, an, an exterior connection to it with, with, God, of, with God of War. Yeah, you and, see Kratos. Yeah, throwing axes. And I would have, I would have fucking loved when they went to see the um, the unicorn instead mm-hmm. of it being like this, you know, insane looking, dark, fucking menacing creature. If it was like a nice, fluffy, you know, typical in <laughs> in the style uh, unicorn, except it yeah. was just a bloodthirsty animal. Right, yeah, or, or or how about this? It's it's default setting is that evil look, but when it's happy, 
it becomes the the floofy <laughs> kind of you know when it eats ambrosia yeah it becomes super floofy and stuff like that <laughs> that would that would be freaking hilarious See, and you, there's even a slow-mo shot with that she throws skittles and she even like tastes the rainbow and then i saw it with somebody and she, and she was like i really want to eat skittles now and it's like it's working it's the marketing. product placement's Subverse working marketing yeah the marketing is working <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, it's it has its funny moments mm-hmm. uh, but I, I feel it's gonna be mixed like i feel like we're mixed right now you know, I mean, we, like, a lot of the critics are less, a lot of the audience that say it's it's kind of a mixed reception. And I feel like that's what it is. It's a little mixed from either side. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I do not regret buying my tickets. Um, you know, that's probably I, a highlight for me as well. <laughs> I didn't yeah. regret, you know what I mean? I did I, I, there's a few movies I regret buying the tickets. And like, this is, I didn't really regret buying the tickets. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the bare minimum, which is what we, what, what, what we always ask for. You know, just give us the bare minimum. Right. Bare minimum. Is, that's the podcast show. Bare minimum. Yeah. All right. So now that we've we've had this conversation, what would you give it? Like, honestly. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, 6.5. 6.5. Yeah. 6.5. It's I, I do love a lot of the shots. I do a lot of the funny moments like him, like like back to the Wonder Woman scene. It becomes like a nightmare where it's instead of Gal Gadot's face, it's the wizard's face. Yeah. And it's like in the slender body. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like, like there are moments like that, that they get to play around with the, the subject matter. Like I love that stuff. And it's and they make the hideout, you know, the the rock of eternity, just this chill hangout with the TV and stuff like that. And it, it's really cool when they play around with the property but you know i'm i'm a stickler for it being structured and being pacing and stuff like that and it's compared to the first one uh yeah all right so we could put that on the poster uh compared to the first one eh, ernesto 2023 <laughs> 6.5 you know like those <laughs> those review sites like ernesto thinks it's eh. yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm right there with you i'll give it like a 6.57 they're like I said, I went into not really expecting anything good or bad, <laughs> right. just just wanting to um, to enjoy it. And I, I thoroughly did. It was funny. Um, the pacing, like we said, it, it did move pretty sm- uh, smoothly. I didn't really pick up on the structure, mainly just because yeah. I, I was enjoying it as, you know, to the extent where I was like, all right, I'm just going to shut everything off. What are you trying to say, Joel? Go from here. You think I did? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That when you, I, I hate that we use this now, not mm-hmm. us, but the general of critics and stuff like that. If you don't think about it, it'll become a more enjoyable film. <laughs> because there is a point where I'm like, all right, I gotta, like, I gotta just, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, just, just turn it, turn it on idle. And yeah, turn it on there. idle. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm 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 happy. I I loved it. I, I well, yeah, I loved. I guess you could say I, I I'd be down to watch it again when it comes out on on HBO Max. Uh, hopefully yeah. later in the year. Yeah. Well, that's been our show for this week. Thank you for listening. For more info on the show, check out our, our link tree. And if you like what you've heard, leave a thumbs up. If you want to help grow the show, please share and subscribe. I've been your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy Ernesto. Hey. And this has been Pop Salsa.